Well, hey there. This is Jim. I was just thinking. I'd give you a little longer intro there so you can hear all of the sounds of nature. All the bird song this morning, which is just fantastic. Your rooster off in the background. We may hear it again, but our woodpeckers are back. So hear them every once in a while. And it's one of the few days when we actually have no wind. So it should be an easy day to record on my phone on the Anchor app. Now part of the Spotify family. So everything I say here is directly making its way to Spotify. How's that for exciting? Well, speaking of exciting, we hit a record yesterday. 76 degrees for the 11th of March. So yes, I've no longer made this an an evergreen show, but it's important to point out the date in respect to the temp, because those two don't usually go together, mid-March and 70 degree weather, but it was just fan Fantastic. She got a run in and uh, it was interesting. I, uh, I noticed the increase in temperature in my heart rate because, of course, I'm doing all this heart rate based training. So I'm trying to keep my my easy runs at what would be zone two for me. So rather than focusing so much on pace, although I'm not completely unaffected, uninterested with pace, it's not my number one goal anymore. So... I suppose that's improvement. It's at least change. So there you go. But there we go. There's our woodpecker. There it is again. I have a louder one earlier this morning, though. Anyway, but yeah, so I had a tempo run yesterday and wasn't any faster than I normally would be. In fact, it's probably 15, yeah, probably 15 seconds slower per mile. Uh, than I have been previously. But I actually noticed for part of it 
that I actually got my heart rate up into the 150s, which is pretty high for me. Um, I'm one of those people who, you know, sitting down reading a book and my heart rate's, you know, puttering along at like 46 beats per minute. So 150 is, is cooking for me. Um, and I didn't feel bad at 150, but I definitely noticed it. And I was like, wow, heart rate's up. Must be having to work a lot harder because, you know, it's not 46 degrees outside or, or colder, which has been the case more likely, more likely this year, colder. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's having to deal with 76 degrees. And of course, once you start running, create your own little microclimate. So, you know, once you're all warmed up, you can pretty much add about 20 degrees Fahrenheit to that little microclimate. So, you know, 76 degrees is kind of like your body trying to deal with 96 degrees just standing, right? It's about the same amount of stress on your body, so that's why you'll see uh, you'll see folks talking about uh, you know taking it easy when the when the heat comes up. Mr. Galloway is a big one on that. Matter of fact, and I don't remember whether it's 60 or 65. I think he might have had at some point. I think he's probably said both numbers, but I think he's backed it off now down to 60. Um, but. Uh, you know, you know, once you get above 60 degrees, you know, you go five, I think it's five degrees over 60. So starting at 65, maybe that's what I was thinking. Um, he's already starting to have you uh, back your pace off a little bit, you know, for every five, every five degrees over 60. In order to compensate for the extra, you know, external heat that's going to be competing with the internal heat you are creating while you run. So, so yeah, I definitely noticed that yesterday. So, you know, you know, the weather matters. That's just all there is to it. The weather definitely matters. You know, how hard you can run, what you have to wear, what you don't have to wear, you know, how you're going to vary your pace, whether you're even going to go outside at all. <laughs> You know, the weather just matters. So, oh, there it is. But, yeah, now you're hearing the crows. So, but, yeah, it's still very nice this morning. Although, I think we're going to get some rain shortly. So, uh, yes, we're going to get some rain shortly. I don't care what you think. Well, Disagree if you want, but I'm telling you, I'm going inside. You're still on that on that tree branch. When it rains, guess who's going to get wet? Not this guy. So, all right. Well, you'll believe me when I when you believe me later on this morning. Anyway, yep, having a having apparently a one-sided conversation with a crow about uh, 30 feet above my head. So. Anyway, so today's my rest day. So, just going out and getting a nice little leisurely stroll today. That'll be it. Tomorrow, I've got 
a magic mile. I think, I think it's been six weeks since my last magic mile, maybe seven or eight, I'm not sure, but it's definitely been at least six. So it's time to go see what all this training has done. So I'll be sure to get to bed a little early, make sure I'm well rested, because that's always a good idea before a race, make sure you get as much rest as possible. And then uh, the way this works is I have to go and, you know, jog a mile as a warm-up. And then I go out and do my magic mile. So it's, one, you know, one mile, four laps around the track as fast as I can and get my time. And then that's going to be my benchmark for uh, my coach. In this case, that would be the... Uh, stupendous and amazing coach Chris who will uh, then take that benchmark and say okay based on this this is what all your training paces need to look like so again I'm not completely away from pace um, but uh, but yeah so we'll be benching it off of you know off of that so we'll see what happens Last magic mile was 7:45, and particularly of note, more so than the than the the actual speed or pace for the mile, uh, was the fact that I didn't go out too fast at the beginning, which is always my issue. So I actually kept it comfortably fast for the first two laps, and. Then picked it up just a little bit for lap number three. And then really picked it up for that last bell lap, as it's sometimes referred to. And if you're a fan of uh, of track and field, you know, whenever they have the, uh, the races that go around the track more than once, all right? That last lap is referred to as the bell lap. And so as soon as that first person crosses, they start ringing a bell, letting everybody know, all right, we are starting the last lap because the first person has now passed that finish line for the second to last time. Next time they walk across that finish line, they are done. So hence the bell lap because you hear a bell go off. Kind of cool. So, and you know, the sound of a bell is a nice little motivator as well. It's, you know, one of the reasons why they always use it in like the bobsled, you know? You hear them going, you know, running their bobsled down the, the run before they hop in. You hear that ding, 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 that the bell's going off as they're going. You know, something about, uh, something about that sound is a, is a nice little motivator to get you, uh, Get you jazzed up and pumped up for whatever it is you're going to be doing. So, there it is. I will not have a bell tomorrow. Um, so, it'll have to just be... It'll have to just be an internal bell. That's all it's going to have to be. But I'm going to... Uh, I am going to have an internal bell. And that's going to be... I'm going to be bringing music with me. As I find that... Uh, I try to do a magic mile with, um, you know, with tunes. Uh, I can usually run a tad bit faster. 
And I put that to the phenomenon that the thing that usually psychs me out when I run distances and I'm doing it for, you know, for a particular time, so i.e. a race, is the sound of my own breathing. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, probably in the first hundred yards, not too bad, but I guess the further you go in and the longer you hear yourself really breathing really heavily, it's almost like it's a, like it's a reminder, hey, you're working really hard. You know, um, maybe you want to back it off or maybe even want to just stop right now, you know, um, you know, it's not for money, <laughs> you know, nobody's life depends on how fast you run. Maybe we just kind of back it off, you know, all those kind of negative thoughts that get you to try and, and not push through that. So I usually find if I have, uh, I have music going and it is louder than the, uh, the sound of me breathing, uh, I can usually kind of turn that gremlin off. Now, I'm not sure that's probably particularly good for my eardrums, but uh, but there it is. That's that's my coping skill, so there you go. I'm sure I'm not the only person that uses that coping skill during a race. Anybody that's gone to a race and saw how many earbuds and, you know, music devices of some sort that people bring to basically tone out the entire world. Um probably be uh, pretty much, you know, exhibit number number one that I'm not the only person who uses that coping skill. So there it is. But yeah, so that's what I'll do. And then we'll, uh, we'll shut it down once we finish the magic mile. Because then I have a three mile cool down afterwards so so it's a total of um, a little bit of a breeze right there it's a total of five miles um, for the workout so you know as far as long runs go which is what my Saturday rate runs always are that's my long run day not particularly long um, in fact I think I probably ran further. further this week. I may have even already run further this week. I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, I want to say I ran further earlier this week, like on Tuesday. I don't know. I think I have to go look back at that look. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, you know, five miles, not a long, long run, but, uh, yeah, we'll get some good, we'll get some good data out of that. Or for those of you who are so inclined, data. So there you go. I just say, you know, looking forward to when uh, when this weather we have right now, which is you know mid fifties right now, when this is here and it just like is staying here. Just, just a whole lot more comfortable. So, there's that. But anyway, what else is new? Well, um, 
having lots of fun there on Strava, which has turned out to be my uh, my only foray, if you will, into the world of social media, since I am still sans Facebook, sans Instagram, sans everything else social media. And I will tell you, I still don't miss it. Anything I needed to get out of social media, I can get out of Strava right now. So I can get on there and I can wax eloquently, or maybe not even so eloquently, about all things running. And I know the only people who are seeing this are people who are just as nuts about running as I am. So, it's all good, as the saying goes. There you are. So, of course... One of the groups I'm a, a member of. We have a place to go ahead and put in posts. So, it's been posting questions and it's been interesting to see what the answers have been. Um, matter of fact, yesterday, actually, I just posted, posted a um, Spotify playlist I created because I saw questions going back and forth from a couple of people. I think, uh, I think my friend Gina was the... Uh, was the original author of that uh, that feed, and I'm looking for uh, for motivating songs for a playlist for running. So, and again, we're back to that whole coping skill thing there again. So, yep, yep. Life is a big wheel, isn't it? In more ways than one. Everything eventually circles back in on itself. So, because everything's related, you know, there it is, so, so yeah, loving that, um, really enjoying Spotify, I'm a late, I'm a late adopter to Spotify, I was a, uh, still am a Pandora guy, um, I think I found originally, I don't think Spotify had had a really good library. It just had like the popular songs, which again, they're available anywhere, but um, finding it now, they're actually having, you know, some stuff that's like, okay, this is a little off the beaten trail. Uh, what's sometimes referred to as a deep track. So, and uh, I've not found one so far that they, uh, they didn't have. Actually, I take that back. There is one uh, and it's a very deep track. It's a very deep central New York track uh, by a group called Duke Jupiter that was big in the 70s and the early 80s. They actually had a couple of videos on MTV when MTV actually did music videos. I know for all of you who are of a certain age, you can't even believe that it was ever the case, you know? You know, it's like saying, you know, cable TV actually used to include a cable <laughs> what right you know telephones were tethered (laughs) you couldn't walk anywhere you wanted with a phone nope you were you know if you were lucky you had a you know a, a 20 foot radius away from your phone that you could go but that was it that was it you definitely couldn't stick it in a pocket and take it with you so And for whatever reason, telephones were always in the kitchen. So you were always forced to, you know, you know, take that, 
20 foot cable and try to go up the stairs or around the corner so you could talk to your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whomever you were speaking to, you know, in somewhat hushed tones. Because teenagers don't really understand the word hushed tone. Um, when you're yakking to your whomever for uh, for hours on end. So, yeah, you know. I hear some of the concerns about teenagers and cell phones. And there are definitely some issues when it comes to cell phones and teens. But, uh, you know, I'm going to be 55 this year, this year. And uh, we were just as glued to the phone <laughs> once we got on it as, uh, as the kids are now. You know, just, just we couldn't take the phone and walk away with it. You know, you had to, st- you had to stick somewhere near the kitchen. So, so there it is. So, just the technology's really changed. Behavior's still the same. So, anyway. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, Love and Strava. It's an awful lot of fun. Liking the dialogue, liking the questions, liking hearing the responses. Um, you know, especially when it comes to things like running, you know, because again, you get to see what other people are doing, you get to see what other people are dealing with. You can be edified by uh, by folks in Minnesota who are. You know, still getting out for their run, even though it's, you know, only 10 degrees outside or, you know, wind chill of minus, you know, a million. You can also be edified by the folks down in, you know, out in the Florida Keys that are still getting out for their runs, even though, you know, already hitting the 90 degree mark. So there it is. Good on all of you. So consistency matters. There it is. And we'll see how my consistency in training has paid off tomorrow. So, that's all I got. So, until we speak again, take care, be well, and uh, thanks for listening.